And this brings us to another association of the cremation ground. Fear and terror. As I've mentioned, cremation grounds are very lonely places, situated on the outskirts of the town or situated even at some distance from the town. They may even be some miles away, on the edge of the forest, on the edge of the jungle, or by the side of the river. And we find that no one likes to go there on their own, especially at night. No one likes to pass even very near, especially at night, rather as with isolated country churchyards, even in this country. And amongst the local people, amongst the village folk, there are all sorts of superstitions, all sorts of stories about the cremation ground. Some people passing a little near, perhaps, long ago, might have seen or reported that they had seen <coughs> ghosts or heard voices or felt strange, uncanny sensations that they were passing near. So the result is that nobody goes near the cremation ground. People keep away. Except, of course, in broad daylight, and when you have the company of scores of other people, even hundreds of other people, when there's a funeral and actual cremation. But suppose, suppose one was of such a nature that one wanted to overcome fear, wanted to conquer fear. Suppose one was of such a nature that one wanted to become completely fearless. Now, where would such a person go? Well, he'd go, according to the tantric tradition, to the cremation ground. Because that's what everybody is afraid of, including himself. He'd go to the cremation ground. And he'd go there at night, preferably when there was no moon, when it was completely dark, and he'd go alone. And we find, in fact, yogis in India doing just this, going to the cremation ground at night alone and staying there, staying there all at night sometimes even living there for days, weeks, months on end, with nobody coming there, alone in the cremation ground. And they do this in order to overcome fear. In order to overcome fear, they force themselves, as it were, into the very situation in which fear is most likely to arise. And in this way, they're able to deal with the fear. They deliberately induce the fear. They allow themselves to experience the fear. There it is, right in front of them, as it were. And because it's there, they can deal with it. They can overcome it. They can become, eventually, fearless. 
And we find that in Buddhism, generally, great importance is attached to the state of fearlessness. This is not a Buddhist virtue we hear very much about, but it figures very prominently in the scriptures. And we find that the Buddha himself, when he's depicted in three-dimensional form as an image, is often shown in what is called the Abhaya Mudra. The Mudra, or the finger gesture of fearlessness, he is saying, as it were, fear not, don't be afraid. Showing the Abhaya Mudra, and the Abhaya Mudra is like this. Don't be afraid, fear not. Not only the Buddha, but the Bodhisattvas too are regarded as embodiments of fearlessness. This is greatly insisted on in the case of the Bodhisattvas, that they've got great confidence, great courage, great enterprise, great spirit of adventure, that they're not afraid, that they're firm of heart, and so on. In fact, one can say that in Buddhism generally, in the Hinayana, in the Mahayana, in the Vajrayana, in all forms of Buddhism, in all spiritual traditions within Buddhism, great importance is attached to what we may describe as the heroic virtues. That is to say, courage, self-confidence, self-reliance, energy, initiative. And we don't always realize this. Certainly not here in the West. We tend to think of the spiritual life primarily in terms of the more passive, so-called feminine virtues. We think of the spiritual life in terms of developing love, hmm? compassion, patience, sympathy, tolerance, gentleness. We think of it more in these terms. Hmm? But, according to Buddhist tradition, the heroic virtues are no less important even perhaps, in some ways, more important. And the cremation ground, we may say, is regarded as the breeding ground for these virtues. We can even say regarded as the training ground for these virtues, for fearlessness and all the other heroic virtues. And in this way, for such reasons as this, the cremation ground comes to be regarded as a sort of spiritual centre. Comes to be regarded as a place for the development of heroic virtues, heroic emotions, heroic spiritual attitudes. And this is true for Buddhism in general, perhaps true for Hinduism in general, and certainly true for the tantric path in particular. The cremation ground is the place where one comes face to face with everything that one usually avoids. The cremation ground is the place where one comes face to face, first of all, with death. You see it right in front of you, in the most concrete, even the most repulsive form. You force yourself to look at it. It's the place where you come face to face 
with fear, where you feel terribly afraid, where shivers perhaps go up your spine, and you just have to remain with it, experiencing that fear, fighting with it, overcoming it, conquering it. It's the place also where you come face to face with loneliness, where you're all on your own, for miles and miles no other human being. There you are, in the cremation ground, at night, with death, with fear, on your own, isolated. So you come face to face with loneliness in the cremation ground. And you come also, sometimes, face to face with insanity. You may feel as though your reason is breaking down, as though you can't stand it anymore, it's too much. It's overwhelming you, you're cracking up. You may at least have to come face to face with that possibility, see, that it could happen. And one comes face to face in the cremation ground with oneself. You know yourself, you know your weakness, you know your strength, you know who and what you are. And more than that we can say, the cremation ground is the place where the yogi, especially the tantric yogi, deliberately seeks out what other men avoid. He doesn't wait for death to come to him, doesn't wait for the corpse to pass by in the street outside. He goes and seeks out death, goes looking for death, seeks out fear. He even courts them. He, as it were, invites them, come on, do your worst, I'm ready. So the cremation ground represents a crucial situation, a situation of, of crisis into which one deliberately plunges oneself. A situation in which one is forced, one is compelled to change. A situation in which one must either develop or die. The cremation grounds, therefore, is a symbol of transformation. Symbol of transformation from lower to higher. Symbol of transformation of one's whole being, from the depths right up to the heights. A symbol of the transformation of the whole system of consciousness. We are what we think, we are our consciousness, we are our state of mind. So the cremation ground symbolizes the transformation of all this, the transformation of the system of consciousness.